This is episode 204 of the GSP. I am your host Dion Morales and today I am joined by Marcel Let's Talk About Hair Ruling Manzano Will 23 Stress and Still Flying Haywood Brand I Get My Superpower Thursday Staniszewski You might be wondering why my voice is like this I'm still recovering from a throat infection Thank you to all those that have been helping out. Our podcast episode is brought to you by the GSP patrons. Our upcoming Alphabet Squadron set has been finalized. Garvin Dries, Sabine Wren, Dutch Vander, Ten Num, Mabiru. All right, we can start now. <laughs> I think <laughs> no. that was... That was Magma Yarrow. D1's got yeah. some uh, voice voice uh, actuator problems. Uh, we got to we gotta do with isn't that right, Shevsky? Yeah, the reading to the actual pronunciation could use a little bit of tweaking here and there. Might want to get our uh, mechanic on that, right? Uh, exactly. Also, for those unaware, Staniszewski is actually the Polish correct way to say my last name. So it's technically right. And for um, anybody who didn't catch it, we're just being silly, but I'm still it, I'm still recovering from a throat infection. It hurts to talk. I can I can talk like I could I could get myself to talk normal, but already today with teaching, I had meetings before this. Like my my throat is done, so I'll I'll be more on you know, showing the pictures and giving little insights here or there. But yeah, these guys are gonna drive the bus today. I'm 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 going back into the cargo hold. What? <laughs> I, I, I can't hear a word you said. Can you say it again? He's going back in the cargo hold. I'm, that, that is just like... This is the entire time wanting to make the own talk louder. <laughs> Why are you trying to hurt your friend? Because he, he, he rubs me the wrong way. Don't you? Don't you, boy? <laughs> well, today we're talking... <laughs> Today we're talking about the Scum Extended Meta. And we're first going to talk about the uh, what from the new packs. The fugitives and collaborators are, uh, are 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 hyperspace legal, which is just three things. And then we're just going to kind of revisit the the ships that we haven't seen in a long time since we've been in hyperspace. All right, so the <clears throat> we got a couple named Y-Wings here that were not in hyperspace. They're new. Uh, Lee Mackay, who, uh, let me bring it up real quick y'all. The I-5 Y-Wing added, before you engage, if you are not in an, any enemy ship's front arc, you may acquire lock on an enemy ship in your front half. Um, I know a couple people were pretty interested in trying lima out that free acquire lock is it's good right but you're you're telling an opponent to um not point at a y-wing which it's not the best flanker if you're in that situation uh but if they turn their entire list on a single y-wing and other and other of your ships are in better position you can make them make that choice 
uh, I don't know, Will, I, I think you were kind of high on Lemakite. Have you st- spent any time on it, using it? <laughs> I flew I flew it once. I got the freed lock, first engagement, and then it K-turned and died. Uh, <laughs> so um, I, I do think as far as uh, now hyperspace combinations, I there is the combination of putting like targeting synchronizer on Lemakai high initiative could just pick up the lock um but if like if bumps or something i don't know i guess you could bump but not be in anybody's arc um but i think that's really her role is like out there trying to target target synchronize um i just don't think it's an arch it's an archetype you can build but i don't think it's an archetype that we'll see I don't know what else to do with Lima Kai. I mean, she is I-5. Or they're I-5. I don't know genders, but uh, they're I-5. Um, but it doesn't have... I mean, Cavill's three more points. Three yeah, more I think, points. I think... Uh, uh, I don't know if it's all of them, but just these Y-wings just seem a little too expensive for me, like when you compare it with other Y-wings. Like, yeah, this Lemon is just... I mean, this is a lemon, is what it is. <laughs> uh, lemon guy. Need, yeah, we need to take him back to the shop. Get a refund. Um, I mean, the initiative five is fine, but 40 points for an I-5 carrier that you're probably going to have to put, um, at the very least, six points with, um, that would be just like a dorsal turret and an ion torpedo. At the very least, 46 points. I don't know. Not good. Not happy. Not liking it. Pass. Do you see anything with uh, the I four? Arrils? Arrils? How do you say that? Wait. Arles. 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 Stop. Hadrazian. <laughs> I, I got the second one. I don't know why I couldn't like. My brain couldn't handle the first sport, first uh, name. Arles hairdresser. Uh, so he's. Um, what what is that? So uh, that's the I-4 has yeah. uh, while you perform front arc attack, if you're damaged, you change your eyeball results to a crit result and has some other ability that means nothing, apparently. While you defend uh, if you are damaged. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the blank. Yeah you, must, yeah, you must change one of your eyeball results to a blank result, which was current. Speaking of rulings, which was ruled as is essentially blank because you could just spend your focus before you must turn an eyeball result. Yeah. So if you already converted it to evade, it doesn't do anything. So, so how does this interact with the timing window to make Hera work? <laughs> well, this is this is during modify the dice. So Stop it's it. very Stop very it. legal. <laughs> But can you uh, use it towards with with ordnance? Um, no, you the, can the, use it with ordnance. It. It's if, true. So the thing is, it's it's actually you know while you perform an attack, if you're damaged, you may change uh, focus to a critical. Um, it's a soft token, but it's like I, I mean, you have to have no shields already to begin with. Um. I mean, you're a wyvern. You're going to take damage eventually. Yeah, but I mean, this only really comes in handy if you're moving, target locking, then you get the soft focus so you can have, like, a double-modded shot. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. Uh, 
Like, I'm trying to think, like, does it make sense to throw? Can you even do that? Are you allowed to? Oh, she. She or he? Arliss they. Like they. They. They? <laughs> let's, let's just Meaning go there. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. The, um, it doesn't even have a mod slot. Because I was no. going to say, you can, no. you can reinforce, put that reinforcing thing. Give up a shield to reinforce, but you can't even do that because it has no mod slot. No, the new Y-Wings uh, lost their mod slot and illicit for the tech upgrade. Yeah, I was going to say throw some, uh, what is it, angle That would have been angle deflectors. So, yeah, that way you can, for them. Yeah, you can reinforce and always wow. have a soft token. So every, every turn you're reinforced and then a soft focus on top of it. But um, I guess not. So they, so they really, the developers really wanted it not to play. So they went ahead and took the mod out. I mean, just, just take a lock and get a soft focus to crit all the time, I guess. No, but you Where have to have no it. shields to begin with. Get Keep taking damage, locks. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, like... eventually you will get damage. Like, it'll have them. All right, I don't think there's much for our, our zone. Not, not the time. Podrick. Yeah, just hairdresser. Pod You'll remember that one. Podrick <laughs> I3. I like the nickname, the Napkin Bomber. <laughs> there's, there's a little story to it, apparently, on Wikipedia, if you want to go check that one out. But uh, so I think the effect has potential, but there is one downside to it. So after a friendly device that you have locked detonates, each enemy ship at range zero to one of that device gains one straight token. So with a high amount of usage of thermal detonators, that does seem good but the downside is you have to lock that device so you're spending a mod for your action to lock that device unless you set up the diffused or fused charge but the problem is you can't because this doesn't have a mod slot like we just mentioned it has a tech slot instead so you are taking your action to lock a device you've dropped hoping that that's going to be the right device to deal extra strain out. Yeah, but you're assuming after a friendly device that you have locked detonates each enemy ship at range 0 to 1. Um, that's only if she's flying it herself, because you do have Nim, Captain Nim in this faction. I was going to go so, with trajectory Nim as being uh, Patrick's yeah, you best could just friend. Leave, you could just leave it on there, and that way you can throw... You don't even have to worry about doing a... Um, uh, a thermal you can do like a seismic charge and then the seismic charge will go towards the closest debris and do like the debris damage but the seismic charge you rain you do the range bubble of the strain around the seismic charge so then you get seismic charge you extend the range of the p potential output of that bomb to go one side to blow it up and cause damage and then the other side still gets strained man so wait are we potentially entering a world because this is this is now weird right if it if you lock a seismic and you move it where are you supposed to place it on the obstacle do you get to choose no, what do you mean you, if you move it yeah you don't move it oh okay so it's just the area because it says attach right and then it explodes but it doesn't do maybe it's been a while since oh, I was... okay so i i think i i uh i think i see what you're saying so the the seismic which doesn't have a range one effect 
would now have a range one effect because of Pajek. And yes, then in addition but it would only have it around its placement as a bomb. Its placement as a bomb, not, not the, the rock that it, yep. Because basically, yep. think about the seismic charge being just like a sound wave. So it's still triggering from that same spot, just the sound wave is creating a rock to explode a certain distance away, and then that rock is creating debris damage within that rock. But the explosion still happened in that uh, very satisfying sound where you have it locked. No. Is it all worth it for extra strain? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, if you're already flying Nim and a Y-Wing, I guess. You spent a bunch of your points. Now, one of the things that it just kind of seems is that the Y-Wings in Scum in general are just too expensive to be worth playing. Wait, what? What'd you say? Uh, they're expensive. Uh, that's actually a good uh, time to compare them to... Is it uh, only the new ones, though, or all of them? In terms of which ones are... Like, no, I guess all of them. Space? I guess all of them, because also Cavill and yeah, so, are pretty expensive, too, yeah. Yeah, so the, we were talking about the I-5 being 40 points and uh, not worth it. Uh, Dutch Vander is 40 points, but he is a support ship. He's not out there trying to actually do damage. And he's he's the only one we see though, and that's just because I mean, he gives, I, I mean, he gives that's an the extra most expensive action. one we see. Yeah, I mean, Nora's got an amazing defensive ability in uh, Rebels, which makes her easier to put on the board at a higher price point. And, and we a just lot of don't. People just, if it's an extended, a lot of people just opt into Arc One Seventy Nora though. Anyway, exactly right. So I guess since we're already on named wise transition, do we see Drea Renthal resurface at all in extended? She was a force before we've seen. I think the last time I saw a solid use of Drea was in a in a stream game. Dion, you had I don't know if it was a top four or top eight, but it was Drea and Spacers. Mm. And they had cannons mixed in. Granted, now we have tracers, but if you don't want to, if you don't have a missile carrier, which it's kind of easy to find in Scum, Drea is still a force multiplier where you don't require a ship to shoot its attack that has no potential damage and requires it to hit to get those extra modifiers. So, do we see a chance that Drea comes back or no? Uh, un unlikely. Maybe the Spacers and Tracers version of it. Or not. I, I said Tracers. Uh, maybe the Spacers version of it. Uh, but, no. I, I think the problem is that Tracers are the thing that pushed Drea out. Why? Why pay 40... What is it? 43? No, 46. 46, pay, 46 plus at least a two-point turret, right? Yeah. For dorsal. When I can pay two for the same effect better effect sorry yeah. I, th I think somebody uh, I made this a sub gold squadron I think brought up a, a good point I think the Y wings are trying to be something else in scum than they are in rebels which I think is the bigger bigger problem is their function in list building is strange 
right now. I don't think they've found their spot. Yeah, I agree. I, I expected like a cool new turret, some sort of unique uh, tech slot that would really, you know, make ordnance shine on them. And we just didn't get it. I don't know if they like got cut at the last second and never made it into the package, but they didn't provide anything other than I think like the, the new new bombs uh, that, we, that weren't in uh, scum expansions previously. But yeah, I, I feel like there's something missing. My mind goes to targeting synchronizer because like Y wings like locks and ordnance and stuff like that. Um, and I, I just don't think slapping padded analyzer on these things as kind of a, in every other round contraband cybernetics ish kind of um, it just isn't pushing them over the edge. Y wings in general aren't taking cybernetic contraband cybernetics to begin with. So these, because turns out they don't need a K turn. They have turrets and bombs. I will agree. It's definitely weird that we didn't get at least one new tech since they got the tech slot. So I guess a lot of people have been trying uh, the low initiative ones with automated target priority. To one point, I'm shooting a lot because I have turrets. I'm probably going to miss. So let's bank up some calc and start locking stuff. So. Yeah, that was a list you've seen. I think it was automated ion and thermals for a forty-point Y-wing. Uh -huh. They might have they might have thrown in some dorsals and munitions in there. I don't know. I don't know. I I believe the five Y-wings like to run like three of one kind and two of the other to kind of get some mixed arms in there. Um, but all those up upgrades are actually hyperspace. So. And we've seen it do well. I think we'll probably see more five wise. I don't know what of of what flavor, but I think people have leaned into the automated target priority um, as being like the te go to tech slot for them. Is that really? I'm trying to double check. What is the cheapest Y wing? It's still the re the Republic one. Yep, the cheapest Y-Wing in the game is still the Republic generic Y-Wing, 29. Which is mm -hmm. kind of odd, but sure. And it's the only one with an actual ability. Bladed <laughs> armor or whatever it is called. Right. I mean, with the worst dial, but like, I would trade plated hull for the one banks all day. Yeah, what red maneuvers are you doing? Or what, I mean, like, why barrel when you can just position better, right? <laughs> Right. We're just slapping R four on there. It works. All right. Well, let's let's keep it rolling. Let's let's look at the the rest of the faction that hasn't been that hasn't been seen in a long time. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll cycle through you guys, and I'll just pop in when I want to say something. Here we go. Let's <laughs> let's go ahead and let's uh, let's get this started. There we go. Break we'll, my heart. We'll start with Marcel. Uh oh, you're not breaking my heart no more. All right. Um. So the IG-88, well, just all the aggressors, A, B, C, D. Um, so I, I think these these are still these are still good. I think they, they were doing well in, um, the, the, I forgot who it was, but somebody was flying them with the, uh, advanced sensors and um, just a bunch of other toys, bombs, sh shooting twice, getting free evades when they 
when they do their thing. I think somebody else, you can also, instead of using the shooting twice one, people were using like the one where you get the free evade and then you can change your, your, your sloops into talon rolls. Actually, it's not even a talon roll. It's into like a weird angle sloop because you don't actually flip out the same way. You, you do like a whole 270 degree turn. Um, yeah, that one right there. But I think they, they're, they're still viable. I just, just like before, I don't like their initiative four. I think once you get into extended, um, and, and hyperspace, definitely initiative three is, is a hot commodity. That hot commodity ceases to be a hot commodity and, and, and extended because now you're getting either a lot of spam with the Sloans and the, um, you know, you just get a lot of spam, you know, M3As, the cartel spacers. Or you start getting into the I five and I six, so it's it's. Um, I think people can make it work. I don't think anything new came out that makes them better. Maybe you can add the um, what's that one point the cutthroat to maybe recharge their one of their bombs or recharge a if, if you got contraband instead of event sensors um that way you can do your k turns with the one you know ig 88d you can ma make double use of it with just uh, three points plus one and cutthroat but i think for the most part they're they're relatively still the same um so so yeah i think i think people can make them work i just don't think they became necessarily better with the stuff that came out. I don't think anything helps them. The tools that they had are still the same tools that they have now. And I-5, I-6 will always have the, you, you can beat them, but I think they'll always have the advantage over these uh, because these things, they need to keep arcing. That's probably the hardest thing with single arc medium base ships is they have a hard time keeping uh, time on target. Yeah, the only thing I can think of might be Gamut Key, um, which will, uh, which was the Hawk, who lets you or crew that lets you keep circular tokens. These guys all have the advanced droid brains. When they take one calculate, they do take two calculates. So you can kind of freeze both of their calculates um, right before they K turn or right before they engage into battle. But I don't, I don't really see any combinations. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll start the <laughs> drink when we mentioned Kanan uh, could help them defend. Um, but that's, that's all I got on my mind right now. I would like to point out one thing, a combination that we, I think, might only be possible on this ship in Scum. Um, false transponder codes have been a big deal. And I think they're the only ship that can take false transponders and a sensor slot, which is passive sensors. So at I-4, that's I a cheap passive sensors. You have IG-88A in there somewhere to pass some calculates around to make sure someone gets a defensive token if they pass. If you don't have to pass it with both, you can be selective about it. You can take Cutthroat to help get it back. Maybe. You're, you're, you're going to get that false transponders off for sure because you're going to pass the sensors. They'll lock you or not because if they lock you, they're going to get jammed 
or you will lock them when right when you engage perfect time i lock you you lose your token and now i shoot you so i, I like that i like that a lot maybe well it makes it, it makes it less likely for the false transponder codes to get waste you know, wasted you know or you force your opponent to target lock you because you don't want your other ship to possibly get jammed by them but then you're potentially like messing up their action decisions which is always good just being disruptive you are definitely losing out on the ability to take an action after you do your k turner sloop though like you're taking the sensor slot you lose advanced sensors and you take the illicit slot you lose contraband cybernex which we know are both valuable in their own right on these aggressors Do we want Will or me for the generic Fang? We'll go Will. All right, generic Fang. This is the Zealous Recruit uh, and the Skull Squadron Pilot. Uh, both of them have that Concordia face-off ability, giving them some free evades when they're being shot at range one of the attacker's front arc. Uh, I have always been in the opinion that fangs are super good, uh, crazy defensive. Um, they can't take the evade action, but every time I've, I've flown a lot of fangs, but uh, every time I fly fang and I fly right into combat and there's a ship or two looking at me range one, I'm like, well, I have a focus and now I got two evade tokens essentially with Concordia done. So. Uh, we've seen them, especially the, we've seen four skulls do really well. We've seen three zealots and something else. Uh, I think Octa was flying Boskin, three of them. Uh, now you could probably run, can you run four and a hawk? I don't think so. I don't think it's just close enough. I'm double checking right now. List building on the fly. I don't think the points work out on it. Does it? Oh, yeah, you can. You can run four and a 36-point hawk of your choice. Uh, Stapusk or Gamut Key should be nice. Uh, to uh, Actually, Gamut Key, I think I've looked at this. That's what I was thinking of. Gamut Key could hold on to one of their focus tokens for, the, uh, for if they bump next round or never needed it or something like that. Uh, that could be an interesting list. Maybe you just want to put a Spice Runner or somebody like a Coordinator with the new Protectorate Gleb out there uh, as well. I guess you could actually do that on Key. key you got two points for that Key you list. Can, yeah, you, you can just keep Gamut and then put a... Uh, um, put the Gleb on there? Gleb on it. Yeah, so you get to keep a token plus... You get to get have someone keep a token plus... Coordinate one of them? One. Uh, yeah. That's not bad for list build on the fly. That looks pretty good. Um, you cannot go into range one of all those fangs. You will not do any damage. Well, you do minimum damage anyways. So I think that they're, they're out, have and always will be a strong contender. And uh, all they really needed was um, a little bit of spice, uh, a little bit of uh, extra help from the ships around them. If we wanted to also, if we are revisiting, we mentioned Octarcon and his variation, which was two Zealous recruits and four spacers. 
Now, obviously, the original version doesn't fit anymore because tractor beam went up by one point from three to four because it used to be two tractors, two ion cannons. But do you think it's that much of a downer to basically now do two ion cannons, one tractor beam, and one tracer missile? I feel like that probably could do some work. You have less tractor like beam that. area coverage threat, but you have better model. You've now traded half of that coverage of tractor beam threat for another ship that can just give all of your ships locks. So that has to be at least viable. So, do you own any quiet additions, or should we move on to the, the named fire sprays? I love fangs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. I like. I like that that idea of that list. The four with the hawk. I think we should try that on Wednesday. Yeah, I've been flying three of them and uh, Lando with Hondo, and I forget who. I just read it too. Someone. Uh, oh, I made this up. Uh, so that you can do Hawk Kanan and three uh, I fours as well. So I, I like that. I like the idea of that. I want a little bit of coordination in there, though. Um, yeah, that's I really like the gamut one better. You just make the four of them, and you can toss. Basically, you get them double token twice, and yeah, you just make them tankier. Maybe well, yeah, they harder. can't. They can't take. To, that's the worst part about the key with them is that they can only ever have one circular token. But I guess I see. I think I see what you're saying now, though. But you, they can take another focus action, giving them two modifiers. That makes sense. Make one of them cat solos for a turn. Or you, or, or you could dive in and end up having a lock. That's the thing. So hardly ever have target lock actions, and that, that's an opportunity for at least one heavy hitter to go in and be like, I'm fully modified now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I want key with with my tractors, with my tugboats. Are we going to talk about that? He's going beam key route. All right, so named fire sprays. Well, may as well start with the man himself, Boba Fett. Um, no crew slot. I think there's still some people who've been messing around who are Boba, Boba loyalists out there who didn't just drop him like a bad habit after they lost the crew slot. Still really good. Just doesn't have that force from Maul anymore. But we have plenty of Hawks to help him out along the way now. Whether it is uh, Gamut, whether it's Kanan, whether it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, Paylob or Torkoal, the ones we already know, Paylob more likely if it's in a Boba list to just take opponents' tokens away, make Boba that much more difficult to defend against and attack when he gets into range one. So still really powerful. Is it going to be a meta staple depending on how it forms out? Hard to tell. Um, there's plenty of combinations of other ships you can put with it besides just Hawks. We know that Fen Rao has always been good with Boba to go the two-ship route. Um, we have also, with Zam Crew, could provide Boba, could have a small coordinating friend and a wingmate, whether it's like a Dengar or a Namlam 
or a Bosk, and then someone to coordinate to them, whether it is if you can fit a Hawk with Protector at Gleb or, say, a, an, an escape craft. Just meant to be cheap, and I'm here to coordinate, and that's it. <clears throat> Besides Boba, I think it just falls down to if you're running... It, the only time you get another Fire Spray is if you're running two of them, I think. Um, Iman Azamine, Bomb Menace... We have thermal detonators, so uh, maybe could see more use. Does have the crew slot, has front and back arc. Uh, so having multiple arcs has always been good with Zam crew. But I, if Zam goes in any other fire spray, I think it's probably Koshka. Because while you perform an attack, if the enemy ship is stressed, you may reroll one of your dice. So Boba Mini as long as there's stress out there. Uh, it's always been potentially effective uh, without spending a ton of points if you put triple zero on Koshka, saying, hey, I get a calculator, hey, I get a reroll. Neat. Uh, and then people mess around with Crassus Trellix and sometimes Cath Scarlet. I don't even think I've seen Cath played almost ever. Uh, any interesting other things to point out with the other named ones or even Boba friends to put with him? Marcel or Will? Uh, no, I, I, I would reference back to like the double fire spray days, but I think everybody who um, was trying double fire sprays has found new avenues for that. One of the things I... One of the things I wonder is with, you know, we know that Boba Fett's really good. Are people, somebody even said in the chat, like, I want to try other things. Is Are people going to just move on from some of the ships? Like, the, Boba Fett's been good for such a long time. Are they going to move on just to play something new going into this meta? I mean, it's always my they were... Go ahead, Ram. Uh, it was, it, it's always likely thing, but yeah, Will, you probably had a longer point. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say that. Uh, it depends on why they're flying bubble. Were they flying a Were they flying a fire spray, or were they flying uh, someone who can just have um, a lot of modifications? So, if they're looking for a lot of modifications, they probably moved on to some Jedi or um, Imperial Ace or something like that, or Hera. <laughs> yeah, Hera. I mean, Django. I mean, I mean, I think that I think a lot of people have moved on to the Separatist fire sprays because well, they're. That's, that's my next question, though. Is you know, if when you in hyperspace, you didn't have a choice. If you wanted to fly a fire spray, you had to go. Z most of the time, Zam was number one, and Django's number two. But if if you're saying like I'm a fire spray player, which do exists, right? Mm -hmm. Y'all are out there. Will they will they take Zam because Zam is just new, or do you go Boba Fett now because because Boba Boba's still really really good on his own. I mean, if it depends on if you're looking for, uh, or excuse me, what you're looking for in your wingman and separatist, uh, you're assuming that Zam is your fire spray. Uh, you really only have like Django, and then you got Grievous, and then maybe um, 
like some hyenas or something but in scum you do have like you can go Emon with a couple skurgs i've seen that flying around very meanless uh bomb forward uh but you also have like gary and bosk they can pair with the fire spray to really get some more diverse list buildings so I, I think it has less to do with the fire spray and more to do with the friends with them yeah but especially when you mention Emon with other bombing friends i can definitely see some bomb enthusiasts go the check out the uh, revisit the Emon route and see how that may factor in Emon nim and can you fit something a little extra that's bombed will someone try podrick i don't know more likely someone might put in uh i think i've seen people playing around with constable zuvio so i think i think it needs to be it's, it's generally a pretty cheap ship if you want to really put the 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 mass ish amount of upgrades you would put on nim and Emon, um and then you put in like zuvio or just probably a jaku gun runner like it has bombs too but i'm gonna tractor you and put you on the thing i just dropped and you're gonna have a bad day <laughs> type of thing so um you may see some bomb enthusiasts find many use usage of that i think um there is a, there is also uh ernastus uh ernastus yeah. ram ramen ramenoscus i think or something close to that i think uh he's very uh, he spent some time on boba nim for quite a while i'll be curious to see if he continues on forth from that that might be one of the higher placing bobas in uh fire sprays and scum bombing that we might see in general So I think it's uh, G1As with Marcel. Sorry. Jumping around. So the G1As, um, yeah, so I, I don't think the G G1As are going to be making much more noise than they were before. I don't think any, they've got any, necessarily any new tools that they didn't have earlier. I think Florlam is still the the only viable option um i was looking around to see if if i can throw anything under that wasn't on there before um, i mean you the only thing i can think about is protector gleb because of the ability so you can move you gotta get yourself to stress to coordinate somebody and then uh toss that stress to someone else uh it says after you fully execute um, the only problem is in this particular case you're not giving yourself the uh the um, you're not giving yourself a calculate uh at the start of the end phase you may choose the ice so you're ending up without a calculate versus when you do a red maneuver typically you get you get a calculate but again it's a good way to you doing okay oh wait man down um okay so it's a good way to get protector club out there in a way that um, kind of you get you get the benefit of of the of the coordinate and then also you get to stress another ship, which is something that we thought about doing. Like, oh, can you coordinate a ship and then toss that ship the the bad token? Um, in this case, you could. So I don't know. I, other than that, Zuckus has always been. I thought just too hard to keep keep um you know keep guns on target just 
you lose it's uh, medium based ships are just so so hard to keep on target when they only have one arc. So Zuckus doesn't really do it, and again, Finder for forty one points, you get much more mileage out of a Fang for the same points or out of any basically anything else. It's just not a good, it's not a good, uh, it's not a good investment of forty one points. I don't know, Will uh, uh, Ryan. Is there anything that... Well, Ryan, Ryan mentioned it earlier. Passive sensors and false transponder codes can be put on to these G1A starfighters. Now, I normally see advanced sensors on Forlom, but somebody like uh, Zuckus uh, or the Gand Feinsman could take advantage of it. That's 45 points, though. For I know. For, that triggers once. For a tar- for, yeah, for a jam action. Yeah. Um, I mean, so on. Think about. Yeah. I, I think Zuckus for forty nine points past the sensor's false transponder. That's not bad, right? Like, it's not if good. you if you get him a lock, or he has maybe, a lock. Maybe with Cutthroat, so you could get a couple more false transponders. And you have a hawk with a gleb there somewhere, right? So you're you're just sure. potentially. Um, you know, just lowering the bar necessary. You're lowering the cost of something you're investing uh, some of these combinations into. I mean, it's four dice is four dice, even if they get one dice as well. It gets built in trick shot. Yeah, throw Gleb on there on Forlam. Yeah. And then you get Gamut Key. I don't know. Like I said, it seems like a lot of points. I mean, it, it's fun. Just, you know, are we talking about casual night fun? I think it, it's interesting. It'll it, it'll be as competitive as any other competitive jank. Is it good once you get past, um, you know, league night? I, I think, don't think any of these I, are. I think one of the uh, – Forlom has always been a favorite of mine to to play at something like a casual night or even even competitively because if you don't understand the way it moves uh if you've ever seen a forlom with uh, kira on it it is hilarious if it if it can control the middle of a board and just be able to sit on a debris <laughs> and uh or on, on a on a debris or a gas cloud and just be able to dish out stress with blocking people it's pretty good all right, let's keep going. Next one is the contracted scout. Okay, I think we're back to uh, me. Contracted scout recently got booted out of Hyverse Space uh, in the uh, in the uh, the last um, update for what the new releases. Uh, there's not much to say other than uh, they they basically killed the contracted scout when they released Namlam. And now that I can't uh, slap a bunch of the most efficient upgrades on them and run, uh, you know, three or four torpedo versions of them, uh, there's really just not a lot you can do with multiple generic uh, jump masters. You should uh, most, I wouldn't say you should, but most people have always gravitated towards Namlam or Dengar, which is uh, pretty standard in the next swing. You take either the cheapest one or, or the highest initiative one. But I just don't, 
There's, I just don't think that there's anything that contracted scout can do that Nam Lam couldn't do for cheaper. I think you hit it on the nose there. Mm -hmm. Let's let's keep. And it. moving on to our other wayward uh, generic from the customized YT thirteen hundred, the freighter captain. Uh, kind of similar situation. L337 is the same cost, exists as hyperspace. Granted, L33 was I2, freighter captain was I1. So if you want to guarantee blocks, you got a big base ship, you got the freighter captain, it has boost. Doesn't have the barrel roll that the jumpmaster has, which I think in most cases, you would probably want the jumpmaster if you were going block and you were going to take Nom Lom anyway. It's just cheaper. So, uh, but this Ryan, hat, I can fit four of them. You can, and they'll all die. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, you could do what? What was it? Four, and you could just do feed feedback array on all of them, and then figure it out from there. There's 24 points left. That's so much. Throw, throw aesthetic four discharge veins on all of them. Feedback array, and then one Z95 with tracers. Assuming the Z95s are 22 points and not 23 like they used to be. Yeah, 22. They're used 22. to have to pay like that one point tax for having the illicit slot, but besides that. So yeah, Freighter Captain exists. I don't expect to see it anywhere. Onward. <laughs> Bye, Freighter Captain. Uh, all right, next. Um, I think you're going with the corrects, and now it's all of the corrects fighters. They, they were all removed from from hyperspace the the things with the correct fighters i think that that comes you know the, the the thing that people will naturally gravitate to back is the whole torkel um what was that whole list it was torkel uh the jammer uh what's what's that sevor captain sevor and then three correct fighters I believe that still fits. Uh, I I don't think it got that... cheaper. Oh, there you, you go. You fit so, more things with it. Yeah, you could throw some false transponder codes in there. Maybe a tracer missile or something like you can. Or I don't know. Depends on how cheaper, much cheaper it got. But that's still going to be good. The thing that I think just um, it it's it it could be a little janky. It could be a little good. But the ship that benefits the most from the most recently release is Victor Hell. Out of this, it's Initiative Four pilot. Um, it has um, an ability that says, after you defend, if you did not roll exactly two defense dice, the attacker gains one stress token. And um, you know the the cards that that kind of makes sense for this one is adding Cutthroat plus Stealth device. Stealth device basically any time that somebody shoots at you, regardless of what range. Uh, they're going to get a stress. So they're automatically taking a stress just um, for shooting at you. And then once you get the damage in, if you lose your stealth device, Cutthroat will allow you to regain it if, it if a different ship dies. So that's always nice. And then you can even toss it in with something like a false transponder code to keep it, you know, two points to keep it more um, defensive so somebody doesn't target lock you. And then on top of that, you can also, um, 
you know, with cutthroat false transponders and stealth device that comes in at 52 points. But if something else dies and you still have your stealth device, then in that case, you would just like trigger back your false transponder codes or something. You get different things that you can get back with with the cutthroat. So it, it works out a little bit. Again, it's, um, I don't even think it's that bad. Uh, I, I, I was going to say it's kind of like League Knight, but if you find the right combination for this, having a ship, threatening a ship to say, regardless if you hit me or not, if you declare to shoot at me and I have three agility, or four at range three. If you decide to shoot at me, you will gain a stress. It already makes a lot of ships just say, nah, I'm not gonna shoot at you. And then you're still a three die attack at initiative four. Um, again, there's uh, you, you, there's other things that you can add on it. False transponder codes, contraband cybernetics. Um, it has multiple stealth, I mean, multiple mod slots. I don't think at this point you want to invest too much in it, but um, you know, it's still, I, I think just with the stealth and cutthroat is fine, false transponder codes, if you have two extra points to give, that'll be good. So between the, the generic uh, Carax and the Vector Hell, I think there's, there's some room to do some, th th there's some room for them to be in lists that might be competitive i know also uh matt carey was on here earlier i know matt's been a fan and so, some other people are a fan of um captain justero there's a lot of ways to get extra damage out there uh a lot of bombs around a lot of um the um kimojila with the bullseye the what, what is his name dallin or one of those guys well, the other one, <laughs> not yeah, that one. Yeah, that one's Tarani the one that but Tarani, there you go. But anyway, um, so Karax will be around. Karax will be, somebody will be flying. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, at least one Karax list made the um, the cut at the first uh, Galaxies qualifier coming up on May 1st. Is that correct? Prop, props on the transition there. That was really nice yeah. segue. I, yeah. Well, I messed it up last week, so I was trying to make up for it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think at least one of them will do. Uh, we'll get at least one Carex that'll that'll make that cut. I think. Anything else that I missed with the Carex other than basically Victor Hell kind of janky but good. Justero, okay, pretty good with that, but mostly the generic Carex. I was going to say, do we see the reemergence of the Torkoal three cartel marauders in Seavor again? Is there any reason that's been like not it, any reason to think that couldn't show up? No, no I think it's still it's good. Scary. I think just it's just like one of those um, pick your flavor once you get to those five list, I mean five ship lists that are just flying in, in a kind of formation doing things. I mean, you still get to jam. You still get to make somebody initiative zero. You get to shoot a whole bunch of dice. You know, yeah, I, uh, I posted that it is actually at 195 these days, which means you could even bump up one of those cartels to a nice little zealous recruit or get some bombs or gleb or false or whatever you oh, want. You can fit bombs and glib if it's 195. 
It is throw, 195. Uh, throw thermal and uh, glove on there both. That'd be some spicy Torkoal. I mean, he's going to be target number one anyways, so may not want to put points on him, but also need him doing things though too. I think I would yeah. spend it on contraband on the Kyrex. You would spend. only get contraband on one though, so. Uh, still. <laughs> If you're if you're not trying to invest points, I think it it could be worth it, and uh, in the in the joust, not not for one of them. Wait, I think we made the list recently for a friend. Don't we just? Does it four points left? We've just Seaboard. five. Zam crew, easy. <laughs> Zam crew, actually, yeah, we saw, we've seen Torkoal with Zam crew when it was with the. Uh, uh, in the Tarani builds where Tarani can power up Zam for him. Mm-hmm. Good thing Torkoal doesn't have a talent slot, otherwise I would slap Cutthroat on him too. <laughs> I, I think you just take that last point, you either take a bid or you could put Marge Sable on Seavor. He likes going through rocks. Just like rocks. All right. Well, I think we covered that. Let's move on to the Lancer class pursuit craft. Um, I literally had to pull up, I think it's Shadowport Hunter. Oh, I could just read your screen. Shadowport Hunter is the i2 version. We got, uh, Sabine Run and, uh, Ketsu and Assange. We've seen a lot of Ketsu. Uh, I think that there is strong synergy by putting, uh, Gamatki on your Ketsu to keep those tractor tokens um, because Ketsu gives out a tractor at range one. That's her ability. She was pulled up on the screen. At the start of engagement, choose a Shirinli ship in your front arc and turret arc, which you just overlap them. Uh, it's range zero to one. If you do, the ship gains one tractor token. That zero to one is the exact requirement uh, for Gamut Key crew. Uh, ship at range zero to one and does not remove its circular tokens. So you can get uh, with the Shadowcaster title, you can also get uh, multiple tractor beams, or excuse me, tractor tokens on a single target when it's nearby, um, which, which is something you essentially couldn't do before because the only way to keep tractor tokens before was Ketsu Crew. And you can't obviously have Ketsu Crew and Ketsu Pilot in the same list. So, Gamut Key now uh, can come back in as the crew member of choice for Ketsu and be able to keep those tractors around, which is honestly very scary. You cannot get next to this Ketsu then. Plus, if she's not using it for you, Ketsu could just hold on to some evades, hold on to uh, focus token, things like that. Um, also has two illicit slots, so you can take cybernetics and false transponder codes. Wow, the the real reason that ships have had two illicit slots. So beyond Ketsu, Assange, uh, I mean, they, I mean, because because they all have the Shadowcaster title, they could all, in theory, take Gamut Key or have like a Gamut Key Hawk flying next to them to kind of hold on to those uh, tractor beam things. I just think it works best on Ketsu, because she puts out an, a, a guaranteed one at range one. Um, as far as 
Assange, I I feel like everyone wants Assange, um, but like no one no one's willing to commit to her. Like it's so strange to me that uh, Ketsu is only two points cheaper than the Force user. That's it's mind boggling to me. It's two force. You get. I, I I don't get that either. Like I I well I don't know. I don't fly. I mean I I five in tractor helps. I'm sure it does. But also you can put the title on. Uh, the title is not that expensive now. No. You can do um, z- um two force zam two arcs. So you get two arcs. You get to put zam on there. You get the two force, and you also get the the ability to basically stress someone say hey this whole area you're getting stressed it's just and then it has one of the best dials i think not one of the best it has the best dial of any large base ship period so i don't know yeah. why why this ship doesn't I, I don't know why I think it it's the work. it's the same thing that you're saying about medium bases having bad time on target because they're essentially uh, they're most of them are only front arc ships and now you're when you overlap those arcs to do some shadowcaster abilities or I think Assange's is only in the choose an enemy in your turret arc. So a lot of the times people are overlapping their turret over their three dice primary out the front and it makes them only a front um, arc ship. Yeah, if you're going after the tractor for sure, but you don't necessarily right. go like... Well, if, a, if, you're, if you're planning on using to the two dice turret, you might as well have brought a 1300 and pay what, less points. I mean, you'd be a hawk at that point. You'd be a spice runner if you're trying to just shoot a two dice turret. No, but you still have the three dice out of the front. You still have the ability to stress someone. You still have, right? Uh, a, a, you know, you still have ten health. You you still have two force. You know, you can still have. Uh, they have the evade action, right? Yeah, they mm-hmm. can still have two force and evade. Uh, stress ships, uh, crazy dial, five k on a large base ship. And then be able to clear that pretty pretty easily with um, this uh, very good um, false transponder carrier because anytime you hit three attack dice with two force, ex- excellent carrier for false transponder codes. So she she's got a lot of utility. I think it's just uh, one of those situations where you know out of out of sight, out of mind. And people just haven't put time I, to build. I just something think right it's a big it. in. I just think it's a big investment for a ship that has honestly not great time on target. When you're doing those through those three speed maneuvers, uh, you end up being too fast to pursue, and then you're stuck just five k blue maneuver, five k blue maneuver over and over again, and it just doesn't. It doesn't act like other large base turrets do. It acts very much like a like a jouster, and for whatever reason, we haven't seen as much success. I think people. I do agree with you, Marcel. I think people should fly Asajj more. She's like as cheap as she could get right now. Like she's gone down in price in a lot of the updates, um, and she can't get any cheaper. 
Uh, well, let's, uh, there is one more. I don't, I don't care about the Shadow Point Hunter. Sorry, sorry, Shadow Port Hunter. I'm not gonna fly you. Um, the Shadow, the Shadow Port, its only claim to fame is its pretty art. That's it. it let me, let's see that art. It is pretty. I mean, it's it. the cleanest art, really showing off that yeah. chassis, right? Um, I mean, it's a Zam carrier, just like everything else in Scum. Like, you slap Zam to it, I'm sure it'll be fine in, a, in an actual game. But I'm not trying to, like, build my list around it. And as a 58-point filler, I, I can find other options as well. Uh, there is Sabim Ren. I'll read her pilot ability, uh, just so everyone knows that she does exist still. Uh, while you defend if the attacker's in your front or in your mobile arc excuse me at range zero to two you can add an eyeball result to your dice results um i guess there is some synergy between key like holding a focus token um that's about it i mean there's other ways you could do it like obviously force point triple zero hey will What's up? Do you, you know, let's go, let's take a jump back to Asajj. So currently she's 68 points. Okay. Do you want to guess where she started? Uh, dude, like 79, almost 80 points. I bet. 84. 84. 84. 82. Wow. So, yeah. 84. And you paid, yeah. And, yeah, and Marcel paid for it in the, mm -hmm. the, the Gold Squadron Classic. Yeah, yeah. And I made the cut with only her and han solo those it was a two ship well three because i don't well, three a two two point five ship list like i'm telling you that was at 80 something points now you can have a 68 right now for yeah. reference now you got asajj han and you can fit and then like i was just building the same list that i flew at that i was thinking about that too the i was building the exact same list i can add false transponder codes on top of that that I didn't have before and contraband cybernetics plus uh, fit an entire uh, joy wreck off uh, at 47 points fang fighter. So I can get that same list plus an extra false transponder code plus joy wreck off uh, who's uh, fang initiative for fang fighter while you perform an attack, you may spend the charge, blah, 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 blah. Actually, that's a terrible one to fly. I uh, you should just put Kanan in there instead. But you can fly something else. Yeah, the anything, whole point is you get 47 anything. points. You get like 50 to 40 something, 40 something to 50 points to play with. So there's there's things there. There's um, There's stuff to do there for sure. I, I have seen uh, a lot of, or I wouldn't say a lot. The Assange's I have seen were actually flying next to Lando instead of Han. Uh, the problem with Han and Assange is that you have to do like heightened perception or something. To... Yeah, that's what I had on the on the build that I was saying. It was uh, the it was Assange with heightened triple zero. There's a reason for triple zero. Uh, mm -hmm. false transponder contraband and shadow caster title and the triple zero is there because when you use heightened perception you want to get that token back that force back so you basically say do you, do you give me a calculate which essentially is a force or do you take a stress and if they choose the stress then you just double stress them uh, so it's the triple zero on Asajj essentially becomes a third so that way you get to recharge essentially as long as you stay in the mix you get to recharge two force 
or two soft focuses every turn because you recharge your focus and then triple zero usually the opponent always gives you the extra calculate with Asajj. All right. Moving forward to the M12L Chemogilla, and we got to start with the most popular one that has shown up multiple times in many scum list variations. Tirani Kolda, the ship you slap snapshot on, or some people like to run cluster missiles. Just opportunity to shoot twice. I personally more in favor of the snapshot version and then figure it out from there. I'm not really as big of a fan of just saying, hey, I need a lock on a sh an enemy ship in general with clusters. I guess you can do the wrecked astromech with cluster missiles, lock a friend, friend goes out, says, shoot me. You don't do any damage to your friend, and then you pick an enemy ship that it's, he's close to, right? I think the snapshot's just more points friendly. I actually think more threatening to most things. Uh, you're shooting a ship before it has a chance to get any mods unless it's a force user or has been coordinated or gamut keyed one of the one of the few things um, and then that railgun has been good both for catching uh, aces or fragile single ships but also has been good to do uh, extra damage to swarms it's just getting your points worth out of Tarani because Tarani will probably die uh, but Tarani is there to uh, threaten that extra damage as much as possible. It's just got to be really careful with Tarani's positioning and maximize that bullseye as best you can. Or even if Tarani never gets it off during a game, if you've flown it correctly to herd things away or towards your uh, wingmates that are trying to close in on them, it's still valuable even if you don't trigger it. Unless the only reason you don't trigger is because Tarani got wiped off the board before you had an opportunity to, which would be really sad and, you know, may have been your fault for opting into a bad spot. Uh, but we have two other uh, pilots. Dalen Obros, uh, for those who probably forgot what Dalen Obros even does in the Chemogila, at the start of engagement, you may choose a shielded ship in your bullseye and spend a charge. If you do, that ship loses one shield and you recover one shield. So you're just... Pulling a shield from an enemy ship at the start of engagement, giving it to yourself. Um, you recover, can't go over your total amount. Uh, I've never seen a reason to use Daylin, to be quite honest. Uh, it's a kind of neat ability, but I'd rather have Tarani. Uh, and then down to the Cartel Executioners. They're 41 points for the same cost as Cells Recruit Fangs sure you have the dead to right ship ability you could do pretty much the same thing we looked at earlier which was four cartel executioners with gamut key and gleb just to make sure some of them get double mods um, make those dead to right shots like more dangerous but i'm pretty sure the fangs are just a better buy in most cases other than i have four medium bases and i'm taking up the space and you can't take it away from me they kind of thing uh, but they are a three so they even themselves can be blocked so um for if the, you're gonna swap put in a chemogila you may as well put into ronnie i don't know how often you're taking more than one chemogila if if you're trying to build like scum uh 
like three attack dice swarm that's not fangs they're they're just a good buy like the, the the problem is their maneuverability is not very good um and obviously the one agility burns them down pretty quick <clears throat> but um the 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 jousting efficiency i know that that doesn't really matter because people don't always joust is is good the problem is that people have tools against it yep uh someone in the chat even mentioned with dead to rights this expert handling an option to try and maximize with the bullseye uh so an adage i always tend to go by which so for people who don't know um all of these chemogilos have talents. So yes, even the generics can take talent slots such as expert handling because they do have red bear rules. Uh, I'm always in the mindset that I'd rather better modify my dice than affect my opponent's dice. Uh, because I'd rather, red dice already are at a higher uh, benefit versus green dice, just naturally how the dice are constructed in their faces. So I'd rather make sure my red dice are as best as, as best they can, rather than negating some level of green dice or negatively affecting them. So that's why we don't see Juke being as uh, much of a buy on any ship that can't get an evade automatically through some means, whether it's full throttle or like the TIE Phantom ship ability. And on to the generic cartel spacer for Marcel. He gets yeah. the fun one. Uh, uh, is, it, is it really the fun one, though? Um, I, I think it's the easy well. one. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the good one, uh, for sure. It's the one that, uh, out of this list... Yeah, I think out of the list that that's all new, outside of potentially Boba Fett, on the fire spray is is the one that is most likely to make the biggest impact on extended um versus versus hyperspace and that's the generic m3a um and again it's just such a versatile ship with the ability uh it's four health three three hull one one shield you have the potential to put essentially any um the hard point basically any weapon any secondary weapon in the game uh that that's either a cannon a missile or a torpedo on there and just you can still do octocon was flying the the two zealots recruits and four cartel spacers that still fits the only difference is that uh he, he was flying two zealots recruits two tractor beams and two ions you would have to replace either one of those tractor beams or ions your choice with with a tracer missile instead you're really not losing a whole lot by doing that anyway because um you know what 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 you get out of the tractor beam is uh i would say equal to or less than what you get with a tracer when you get the tracer basically you're upping the potential damage on that ship you're not giving it any damage but you're upping the potential of damage on that ship by landing an attack and with the tractor beam you're lowering their agility and repositioning them with this you're giving everybody target locks uh which again it's just upping the damage potential that you're giving them so you're really not losing anything if you're going with octocon's list by dropping one of the um one of those things to 
to a tractor beam, you can also just get even more aggressive and throw in a couple binary pilots. So you do two zealots recruits, two binary pilots with um, Z95s, the initiative one Z95s with uh, tracers and false transponder codes. And then that allows you to, to do more with your, um, with your cartel spacers again, instead of just having to just go ion, you can go an ion and you can even fit like a proton torpedo and a tractor beam or something like that. I don't, so you, you can get, there's, there's a lot of things that you can do to, to make these ships work. And that's if you're spamming them. And even if you're not spamming, spamming them, you just need a couple ships, um, to be your blockers, initiative one blockers. Uh, again, ion, ion cannons work really well with them. If you're not spamming them, you probably don't want a tractor beam, but, um, you know, nobody wants to be ion. So. I think, I think one of the thing that, <clears throat> one of the things that lend to the usefulness of the M3A as well is just because it is cheap, it's cheap and can carry dangerous ordnance. So here, here's my question to you guys. If it didn't have the hard point slot, would we see M3As? Well, probably not no I, I, I think period I, I think it I don't think we would see it the only reason we see them is because like you might see Xena it's, yeah, it's, it's because they can take those those effect cannons at a low cost and they they have that uh, what's the word they can um they're flexible. They've got yeah, those. they're flexible, and they yeah. they add on top. They mul they're a multiplier. That's what I was looking for. You can so, you can look at the TIFO as a, as an example. The TIFO, sorry, Ryan, just real quick. The TIFO has the same stat line, uh, a better dial, same stat line. Comes in at twenty five points, and um, mo almost nobody flies them unless they're flying them specifically with like um like Maurus or something that gives them extra things but on their own nobody really flies them so and that's why that's why i was going to point to is that i don't know if that's true i mean yes <clears throat> weapon hardpoint 100 percent big big value because you get cheap ships with cannons or other ways to provide these uh, secondary weapons that are powerful for them at a cheap cost but so if you're comparing it to the FO, you don't have the sloops, but you have the 5K and the 3K. 5Ks are really good. It's more distance. You lose the three turn, but you gain the one bank. Besides that, everything else is the same. The blues are different, way different. True. Um, so after K turns, Seeks are not as good. But the one bank is still normally enough most of the time. Because that 5K is so dis so much distance that you, even a bank angle can kind of get you pointing at something, um, and I and Epsilon Squadron Cadets are pretty good fillers. I mean, even not in a Malrus swarm, I we commonly have seen successful uh, first order lists, which it feels like it's been a while because Epsilon Squadron Cadets are not available in hyperspace. Um, but those those mixed in filler FOs still very valuable. My so, my uh, rebut my rebut to that statement though is the difference is that in M3A lists a lot of times you're building your list on the M3A. You don't really you don't build your list on the FO. 
most Correct. of the time. Uh, generally, the only time you build your list in the FO is, is because you have Malris. But like you said, the reason why we can build lists for M3As is because they have the weapon hard point. If we don't have them, then they turn into more the cadet where they're either filler or they go with Drea. But then so, with, uh, in, in a world without cannons, that's a whole different story. And you're probably right with how much there is, el which how much, how many other things there are available in Scum right now. I think you likely just like if if they didn't have the hard point, I would just take a Z95 with threat tracers. So you take a Z95 with Z, uh, threat tracers, or even if you know at 25 points with a with with that, why not just take 22 points? If you're just looking for a filler blocker I one, just just take a TIE Fighter. Twenty-two points. Three agility. Um, it's only one, you know, point of point difference in it's got a shield. And I, I mean the shield is worth a lot, I guess, because if you put a shield on a TIE Fighter, that's an extra eight points. But I mean at this point, like you said, it's just fillers. Just take some shots. Uh it's not going to close out the game for you. It's just gonna block and be a nuisance. Yeah, Quadra Jet Transfer Space Tug, uh, <laughs> lovingly known as Space Tug, um, or the Quad Jumper. Uh, so we got all of the named pilots, or excuse me, all of the pilots, cost the exact same here. So we're not talking about points. Um, every single pilot is 29 in total. Uh, they have the Space Tug Tractor Array, um, which uh, gives out a tractor token at range one. Going back to what I was saying about tractor tokens on the uh, Lancer Craft, just Pursuit Craft, um, Gamut Key uh, is uh, some real synergy with these guys. The ease of handing out um, the tractor tokens, not having to waste your shot or bring a cannon or things like that. Um, combos uh, very well, being able to keep that tractor out there. Um, uh, we've also seen a lot of new bombs. And the quad jumpers, I think, have been uh, utilizing them great. Uh, they have, uh, obviously, Zubio can put bombs out the front. Um, we've seen, I, I personally like Sarkel Plank, um, who, if you go three speed, you get three agility, which is pretty awesome. Uh, if you're just diving into the battle, um, uh, but most people favor Zubio, uh, Ankar or the gun runner, depending on essentially your squad. Uh, I, Ankar could be a penalty if you bump your own ships into him. So he's probably not good in the masked uh, lists. But I think a one-off uh, Jakku Gunrunner, because they have that crew slot, uh, they are a potential Galeb candidate. Uh, so that's a 31-point coordinator. Wow. Uh, who could also tractor beam you, also has five health. Uh, that's uh, some good... 
I would say efficiency uh, in utility form. I got, I got, I got to bring this up. Can we all agree that most likely the Gleb needs to go up in points in the next point update, just because of the amount of faction flexibility? Because how many times, similar to when we were talking about Rebels, and you're like, oh, just have Hera in your list because she's really good. It's almost like, oh, hey, you got a crew slot, and are you first order Imperial or Scum? Yeah, just throw Gleb on there. We've said that so many times. <laughs> well, well, I don't, I don't I, think it's first. Order. at all for first order or or imperial like they don't really no. take as much advantage this is this this card purely is a problem in one faction and it's right right yeah they they need a variable price it per faction i don't know if they could they can do that i know they can but i don't know if they would do that um yeah it, it definitely would should be two points in empire in first order i think it should be like free they don't care Oh, I, I guess the uh, the side shuttles only have a red coordinate. So, okay, two points in those two factions. But yeah, in Scum, the amount of crew carriers is just astronomical. So, in comparison to the others. And should it go up? I, I don't know. I think he makes these little ships like the the spice runner like the jakku gun runner um have that extra utility that could actually get them on the table and see play once in a while i mean before we i mean here's really all right so i said what 31 points for a jakku gun runner with gleb uh l337 who also has red coordinate costs 26 points so I, I see what you're saying, Dion, but they already have the cheapest option you could possibly bring. So I don't I don't think it's really been disruptive, just that it gives more options to those ships. So you're not forced to bring L337 every time. And even if you are, it, because, sorry, with, the, um, with those, you, you, you used to put tactical, what is it? Officer. Officer. Yeah, yeah you said with technical officer to not take the stress because they don't have a good way of clearing stress. Their blues are kind of limited. With Prector, with with Gleb, you can basically do do what tactical used to do. Just coordinate somebody that's doing a blue blue maneuver, and and then you're fine because they're mm -hmm. lower initiative. So it's 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 kind of a way of. Uh, still even getting those cheap ships, uh, a, a cheaper version of tactical officer, in a way. Yeah, Which... no, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that is the utility of Glove. Should it go up? Probably just a little bit. But like, like I said, they, they have other options. Really where it's abusive um, and uh, Ghost of Blanco uh, points it out, is that it doesn't scale at all. It's the same price on a Spice Runner or L337 as it is if you put it on Han or Dengar. So, and we've seen, not a lot, but I've seen people experiment with putting Hondo on those higher initiative ships for that high initiative coordinate, all right? Coordinate with full board state is always a better uh, action decision. Uh, so I think he's good. Have we seen him in competitive play lately? 
I'm trying to think I mean, of. It's, it's kind of a we're just getting started. We're we just only had the aces. Started. Oh yeah, that's right. Nobody nobody wanted to fly scum in the aces. Nobody wanted uh, to fly needles. I'm pretty sure Alex Smittle took like a bosk, a, a fat bosk, and Fen, and I think Kanan with Gleb. Yeah. It was because it was it was hyperspace only. Now we're now that we're in extended. Now the the, the oh, shackles yeah. are off. Yeah. Now you have the other options. That's true. That's Many true. options. I, so I think that was the thing before you mentioned the escape craft hasn't been too much an issue. Well, that's because you had to pay the entire points for the escape craft just to get coordinate your list at at the cheapest cost possible. Now you can find a ship that like. Oh, I like this ability on a hawk. Let's just add two points to it to also give it coordinate. Seems I good. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I I was boasting about flying uh, Lando with Hondo, and that f combination costs thirty. Oh man, what was the math on that? Thirty-five points, and now we're talking that you can coordinate for like thirty-one easily. Yeah, so well, I, I don't like, think that there's much of a difference there. Not like difference in. I don't think there's much of a price point difference to up uh, Gamut Key that much, or Gamut Key. Gleb. Uh, Gleb. Yes, thank you. All right. Found it. We'll see. Let's keep it rolling though. Yep. Moving on to the Skurg, we have the captain himself, Mister Nim. Um, pretty much the most common Skurg you'll see. Uh, you might rarely see another Skurg we'll get to in a sec, but Nim holding those bombs, pretty much the driver, I would say, in almost all bomb-centric lists in Scum. Uh, it's very powerful to just tra uh, trajectory simulator a seismic charge in the middle of like three obstacles and say, if you want to go anywhere here, the circle's really big, here... Um, you're going to take a damage, guaranteed. And that hurts against Aces, or anything like in a swarm has to play really weird around it and <clears throat> potentially uh, trade that a lot of spread out one damage for positioning. And if the player, if the Nim player gets it right and uh, positions all their wingmates really well, then get in really good positions uh, in for the rest of the game to set up. Um, and... I think in terms of new upgrades available, I mean, thermal detonators exist. We know that. I feel like that's besides. So seismic is the most effective with with trajectory simulator, but I think uh, throwing thermal detonators on there just increases the amount of bombs you have because the thing the Skurks don't have that other bombers do is reload. So you have no way to get them back. So you may as well just have more of them. <laughs> so just do that. It's easier. Um, and I think uh, we went to the other bomber of choice, Soul Sixa. Um, definitely likes some thermal detonators on Soul Sixa because if you would drop a device using a one straight template, you may drop using any speed one straight template instead. People have already put skilled bombardier on Soul Sixa a lot and already has two payload slots. So I feel like the, the, the de facto loadout to start is skill bombardier, thermal detonator, and proximity mines. And then fill out the rest from there just to decide what do I want to do with the rest of my points, 57 points of a lot of bomb area that's uh, really scary. Similar to Iman Azamine, but even this is even more flexible on top of that through thermal detonator, skill bombardier, and the big pie plates of 
uh, proximity mines in that combination too. You have the generic lock revenant, rarely seen. Uh, I've actually only seen it once, and that was way back the last worlds we had. Uh, I actually went up against triple Skurg with my entire CIS Seer Swarm, and I was wondering if my day would be over because I actually went, oh, I 0-2 started that Swiss, and then I was like, well, I found the jank that's going to beat me in the 0-2 bracket, and I, I ended up overcoming the bomb craziness and trading enough damage. Uh, great opponent, by the way. Uh, Steve Bolton, I believe was his name. Really good dude uh, from yeah, Europe. The Skurgs were also really popular in early onset of second edition because they were so cheap that you could ride them with veteran turret gunner and a, a turret of choice. Ion cannon turret, I think, with oh, no, 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 Andrea. Yeah, it was Drea and Drea. three Skurgs, yeah. <clears throat> that was a big thing for a bit. And then that got axed, and then we never saw them again, potentially. <laughs> So uh, we'll see if anyone tries that type of bomb combination, but I feel like there's probably a better version. If you wanted both Nim and Solsixa, you can probably fit some other bomb-based ship in there. The more likely combination so you don't overfill your points is Nim, Iman, like I said, a, a Zuvio or something. I don't know if how well a Solsixa a Nim. I don't think Iman, all those three fit really well together. So you have to sacrifice one of those three, pick two, and then find that last third thing that works well. It doesn't always have to be bomb related. You could choose an endgame ship. That endgame ship just has to be fully aware of there's these areas that I set traps for for my enemies. I don't want to run into them myself. And that's it. I think on to our yep, next is uh, the. The Star Viper. The Death Butterflies. The Death Butterflies. So, uh, yeah, so with the Star Vipers, really you've got um, two ships or two specific pilots that I think have the potential to make some noise. The first one and the most obvious one is Guri. Guri's always been good, and nothing has changed uh, between then and now. Um, typically with Guri, you're flying in advanced sensors. So you're looking um, with only advanced sensors, it, it brings Guri up to 74 points. And then if you're flying something like Guri Boba or, or something that's, um, you know, giving you a significant bid, then you can probably afford to put something like Outmaneuver and Stealth Device or something just to, to get it, to get that two sheet two ship list up to like the 180 something point and still be able to uh, basically beat everything that is not initiative six. Um, and then the initiative six, there's, you know, with over around you, you always have a chance. The other uh, ship, I think outside of Guri that has a potential to make some noise is the black sun assassin. That's the initiative three, Star Viper um, comes in at 48 points, gives you enough points. Uh, it does have an elite, elite pilot talent, so it, it has enough to do the um, maybe like a predator on there. And uh, you guys may remember from the last worlds, um, it made it all the way to top eight, I believe it was top four. Yep, made it all the way to top four uh, in a very um, 
interesting display of decision making. Um, but there, there's ways to fly. These that, ships are you know, good at dancing. They're good at dancing. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you like, um, this this would be more like bachata. You know, side to side. If you like the bachata, these are really good uh, ships for you. And they have a way of always keeping arc and always making it, putting the onus on the opponent to kind of overcommit. And these ships, even when you think you're going to, um, you know, even when you think you might have the angle on them, they have a way of flipping all the way around uh, 180 and still having that token uh, on them by the time you get there, you know, that focus token. So really good ships um again it takes a particular type of type of you have to be willing to fly a very um i don't want to say boring, he, some he, people enjoy it i don't like that it's like you have to keep the formation right yeah it's repetitive that's a good way of putting it you have to be willing to fly a very repetitive and patient type of game uh but if you are these ships perform really well in that regard uh better than better than other ones um outside of gurian black sun i i don't think you know for 45 points on the generic one and the very lowest initiative one you're better off saving four more points and going with the with the fang fighters so um yeah i think those are the only two that really make any any sense and extend it for now And last but not least, Will's got the Z95, the named ones. The named Z95s, you're right. Uh, there is two of them. We got, uh, I always call them Nadru Shrulak. There's three. Oh, I, I, don't get me started on that. Uh, we got Nadru uh, and... Um, his ability works when he's gets extra. Excuse me, he gets extra dice on his primary attacks if there's no ships at range zero to two. So not really the spamming type, um, or excuse me, the swarming type. The other named one uh, that I'll <laughs> mention. I'm just joking. Uh, is Kato Lichos. I, I've been saying this name for like seven years now. I don't think I'm saying it right. But anyways, uh, he can steal a focus token or an evade token uh, off of a friendly ship um, and give it to yourself. Always a classic friend of anybody with a perceptive co-pilot or a moldy crow hawk flying around. So we could see some combinations between uh, some of the newer Hawks and uh, Le Lichos. I know people like a lot of uh, Proton Rockets right now. And he can take a target lock, steal a focus, uh, and shoot a Proton Rocket, I guess. Uh, we really just haven't seen a lot of them. They are pretty cheap, like... Uh, Lichos is 25 points. That's three more than the base to get a couple extra initiatives and a ability to grief your friends. Uh, um, obviously, false transponder code carriers. Uh, so that could be their real um, utility. 
I was I've been off Bosk, the Demon Boy Bad. Uh, and uh, Bosk is in there, he's the I4 and has the same pilot ability. Uh split a crit into two hits. Um he's just not he's just not good in the Z ninety five. You I don't mean you don't want to throw a proton torpedo on him? No. You can't even throw a proton torpedo on there, can you? No, C95s don't get torps. Yeah, so no, how do you torps. get a uh, mag? Uh, well, you no, get mag poles or no, marksmanship. His ability only works on primary. Yeah. Oh, does it? Yeah, it's yeah. while you perform a primary attack. Uh, uh, they changed that uh, from first edition to second. That boss can't so do it. So basically on marksmanship anymore. only? Marksmanship. <laughs> marksmanship. Uh, I know. I wish they would have changed his ability to where it was missiles and stuff as well. I wish you been could put cool. Duco in there. Throw a little Duco in there. Crit, crit, crit. I know, right? This is what I'm saying. The Dimmer Boy, the Dimmer Boy, dirty. Now he is, uh, he is a more reliable, like, I-4 tracer carrier, uh, which is sad that that's what he's been re reverted to. Um, if you have a bunch of other I-4s, we're talking, uh, well, take that same, well, I guess you get ones. Uh... There's just not really a good spot for Bosk, uh, unfortunately. And really any of these named uh, Z95s, the reason you're taking the Z95 is because you want efficiency and mast numbers. Uh, they really don't have, uh, in my mind, the uh, the ability. I mean, Alitos, I guess, like, same thing, like, he can shoot a tracer missile well because he can take a talk. He can take a target lock and then steal a focus from somebody I guess that sounds like a lot of investment. Will and Will, Will why, why are you disrespecting my Nash top up? That that's an extended too. <laughs> wow, uh, you got me there. I do love the pup. Um, I, the pup is a great value, uh, seven points with the title. Uh, you got to bring another ship as well, but yeah, you put it on Bosk, and now you now he's Bosk. You got a seven-point box. Yeah, because they, they come out. They have the emergency deployment, so you lose a shield. I believe it's a shield now. I think it's just suffer critical damage, but they they got shields, so they didn't care. Um, yeah, I mean, seven points for a three-health ship. Uh, I think it's I think it's worth it. But then again, um, you could just be like paying for like a crew member or something on your hound's tooth uh, to just put out some damage while you are alive i think we'll see a lot less z95s because gum has other options they got other options for missile carriers and and swarming ships with the tie fighters and the cartel spacers so really don't think we'll see the named ones let alone the generics well you only see lieutenant blunt really in rebels so it's, i think it's the ship it's just mm, we saw some combinations of uh three i think what is it three caverns angel zealots and two z95 two of them with tracers yeah did you get four no no it was a total of six ships yeah yeah so four x-wings and two z95s yeah yeah four and two yeah like that that I'm in on, but to recreate, what would it take to recreate that? Uh, you could do like, we got the, the Kirax fighters. 
Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking of. So four Kirax and two Z95s. Uh, I'm sure you make one of them Lichos, so he can double mod his tracer, I guess. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't sound great. That's actually not. It actually is, doesn't look that bad. Now that I'm staring at it, it looks pretty good. Um, <laughs> and they shoot one initiative higher than their counterparts. Yeah, actually, that's not that bad. I don't know about Lichos in there, um, but you grab some Black Sun. Yeah, but I mean, it lets you put the false transponder codes on 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 your carriers and bump them to the initiative threes. I think the the biggest, the most likely use of Z95s is going to be with either as just as random filler or with something like M3As who are cheap and can spam with them, but. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Well, that's that's been our, our scum overview going into Extended. Again, the Galactic Championship Series is the reason why we're going over this. A majority of those events are extended. The final is ex extended. We just got out of, or well, not just anymore, it's been a few weeks now, uh, out of the Flight Club uh, Championships. By the way, uh, prizes for Flight Club, 78% of the prizes as of right now are already packed. And uh, I would have dropped them off today at the post office, but my wife's car wasn't ready from the shop. So I had to take a Uber to work instead of driving myself. So hopefully it's ready for tomorrow. But 78% uh, of them are done, should be in the post office tomorrow. And uh, that section was brought to you by the Galactic Championship. As of right now, May 1st, we have the Moncala event. People have been asking Dion, keep us updated on the locks. I, 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 people are just like, they're waiting for the last minute. Just like, oh, there's still left, right? There's 15 lock sets for Moncala left. If you wanted a set, there's 15 left. And May 1st is that first event. If you're waiting to be accepted via TTT, have patience. It'll come here soon. And uh, we're going to go ahead and hit our questions of the week. Um... Ryan, what's our first one? Our first one comes from Sean K. Should the score be clearly visible, basically public knowledge, when we return to in-person tournaments? I've enjoyed having the online scorecard in TTS. I also understand that technically the score is public knowledge, but have never been able to keep all the numbers in my head and play the game at the same time in person that might look like participants keeping track on a piece of paper each time the ship is halved or dies. Can can I so, get my two can I get can I get my two cents here? Mm -hmm. I got I got my tea. My tea's charged me up a little bit and soothe the throat. So my I would tell you if you ever play against I would tell you most likely you play against me or any of these three gentlemen right here, we would not care if you write down the score during the game. We would not care whatsoever. Okay? I'll tell you, I do it. <laughs> they say no they say no note taking the, the score is in note taking you know it's 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 very strange take the, the my short answer yes go ahead ryan yeah i agree um it's uh it was a thing in the in the past i we have to see how things are handled going forward with TOs, judges, and AMG, whatever they may say for uh, how they want to handle this. I, the easiest thing is just, like, everyone should know the score at all times, whenever necessary. And it's a lot easier to keep track of the score as things happen than we're on the last turn, we got a couple minutes left, but we need to make sure we, we're, we're both clear on the score so no one makes mistakes. Like, I, I'm not here to, like, 
swindle someone out of a game just because like they didn't know the score and I did. So it's 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 better to make sure everyone's on the same page. I always yeah. try to make sure I do that. Uh, so for people who are unaware, I haven't added it to my Steam uh, subscribed for TTS yet. But you can. There is a there is an additional uh, attachment or subscribe mod that has a, a very well integrated scorecard sheet that you can put into TTS so both players are uh, up to date and it's very easy to use. Yeah, I'll go uh, one further and even say, give it as an encouragement to any anybody that's starting with um, in person play already. There were a couple tournaments. I don't remember exactly which ones they were, but towards the end, it was starting to become more common practice in, in the tournaments that I was going to that uh, one of the requirements in the tournament were for you. They were given out like these three by five um, cards. And one of the requirements were for you to list out your ships with their points and their half points and just have that visible to make the math easier for your opponent. Um so, you know, if you're flying a 50-point ship, you would put, uh, let's let's do those four Star Vipers that we were talking about with Predator. There are four 50-point ships. You would put Star Viper 50, half, 20, uh, 26, uh, no, 25, 25, yeah. If it was 51 points, then it would be 26, yeah. So anyway, you would, uh, you, so you would have that uh, as a requirement to have it with you. And I think that's a really good... Um, some, something really good for the TOs and anybody anybody else who's organizing any type of events is, is make that a requirement. Provide, you know, three by five cards are pretty cheap. Just just give them out and, and let them know. Again, just put put your list, not the list, just the, not not the not the cards and upgrades. Just put the name of the ship, their full point value and their half point value and make it easy for the oppo opponent and um yeah, and, and and again, I don't remember which tournaments they were, but they were multiple tournaments going close towards the uh, when when things shut down. Well, in a, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, this is, could be potentially done if they ever updated the app. This would be something to, to the app, right? Like like, hey, let's let's play, and then like boop your phone and we have each other's lists and we can touch and it it does it like that's perfect world but but yeah there is uh i know i forgot who who it was i see his face right now is one of the players out of indiana uh actually wrote an app that's for android maybe it's on ios too that does points just just kind of just a very similar clicking that you could use on ios but yeah like use the points it's 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 fine it's it should be game knowledge well, I would like to plug a current list builder that does have that function. We haven't had the chance to put that to much use in quite a while because we have no physical play, but Launch Bay Next. For people who don't know, you can pre-set up a, like, just kind of input your tournament uh, date and whatever into uh, Launch Bay Next with a list that you have, and it, like, has a QR code set up and everything, and you could actually have that type of setup within launch by next i believe i'm not sure how many more updates have come since then because it's not haven't been it hasn't been on our minds to to check it out because there hasn't been in-person play but review launch by next again everyone and check it out
Oh, that's right. I think I have that on my phone too, actually. You know, double check. Uh, they might. The chat says you may have been muted. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was. I was just saying that here. High ground X-wing scorekeeper is the name of that app. Very simple to use. But yeah, if you have if you have launch bay next, it can function the same way. This just some people might find this faster because you don't have to input the full list. You're just putting in numbers. It's basically a glorified calculator, but for X-wing specifically. All right, what's what's our next one, Marcel? So the next one's coming from PsychJ7. So you've done worse than you expected at a few tournaments recently, bringing your morale, bringing your morale down. What do you do to bring your morale back up to get back on the bantha to move on and try again? Uh, and I'm assuming bantha to get up and try again on the next tournament, uh, not continue on after you flip the table during your current tournament um yeah i, th I think the, the best thing to do is it, it depends a couple couple things if you're down on yourself um it's probably because you want to get better right so the most common advice that i think people would like to give in this situation is say you know what just let it go forget about it like just brush it off try again and i would say that's the right advice for people who are already regular cup makers like uh you know you're talking to to duncan howard and duncan goes one in five in a tournament he can brush it off and be like okay you know what let me just forget about it it never happened and show up to the next tournament fresh and he'll be fine because he is Duncan Howard and, and, and he'll be okay. He'll just put on a, a Cobra Kai suit and, and he's back to business. But if you are not a perpetual cut maker, don't forget about it. Don't, you know, don't just erase it out of your memory. Actually try think, you know, why, why, why did it turn out that way? You know, did it turn out that way because you had a really bad list in that case, or did you have a list that um maybe it wasn't a bad list but it just wasn't a list that matched up with your particular play style don't say the dice uh whatever it is don't say like oh i had really bad dice like you may have had really bad dice but if you had bad dice then you know it, it, are there things in your list that could have helped mitigate that which is like additional you know if you bump you know force to get free actions or um you know whatever it is just ways to to mitigate bad dice which there are many ways so i would say again i'll, I'll let the I'll, I'll let ryan and will and, and you know talk about it but for me i would just say avoid the advice of people that say you know what just brush it off you know, don't think about it. Just let it go. Don't be upset and go to your next tournament because that's not going to make you any better player. And your next tournament, you're just going to flip the table on that one as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback piggyback off that and, and just kind of add some things. The. Um, I think 
it, it comes to, to kind of reiterate what you're saying there. It, it depends on your perspective and why you're playing the game, right? Are you playing it competitive? Are you playing it just like beer and pretzels, right? Just sitting around like, but I think it goes down to what you said, Marcel, if you, if you, if it's affecting you that way, that means you care. I think that's the number one thing. It's just sort of that shows that you care and how making sure that you ask the correct questions after you, you lose is really important. So I'm going to give myself as an example, as you guys know, on Wednesday nights, a lot of times I fly weird lists and also let's be honest, I, I, for funsies, I'll make suboptimal moves. Why? Because there's, it's hilarious. It's fun. It's like, Hey, what would happen if we did this? Right? Like I'm not trying to win a tournament on Wednesday nights. I'm, I'm just playing. It's, it, it doesn't mean anything, but in a tournament, I wouldn't necessarily make those same decisions. And to, to double back on not blaming the dice, this is the reason why I was really glad that the TTS dice thing was broken for such a long time because it, it got to a fever pitch where most of the conversations we saw about games was about dice, which I'm, I, I know, I know, never mind. I'm not going to say it, but anyway, that's my two cents. Yeah, I would uh, suggest one thing, um, and this is uh, this is the advice I give to anybody who uh, not just is having like a bad time in tournaments, but also for like anybody who's just like I don't know, I don't know if I should play in a tournament because I won't get any wins, um, and it's to fly a list that you would still fly at zero and five going into the sixth game uh, uh, whatever ship if you have like a favorite ship a favorite pilot um a f uh and it might be it might be that time uh you just assess yourself and be like i need to stop and I just need to go and have some fun. Like go and fly the four freighter captains with feedback array and just cause a traffic jam or uh, whatever, like you said, the equivalent of, you know, fun uh, seven quad jumpers or something, whatever you would still uh, gladly put on the table, even though you, uh, you, you might not have the best chance of winning at it. Now, I mean, it's not going to help you get games, or excuse me, it's not going to help you get wins, um, but it it might um, give you that spark again, that the reason why you, you play X-Wing again, of whether it's, like I said, a fun combo or um, your favorite pilot, uh, whatever that may be. Uh, for for me, I'll say from personally, I had uh, th this last week, I had a rough game um, for one of uh, my like league style tournaments, uh, borderline embarrassing uh, to say the least. And I was pretty down on it for like a couple of days or whatever. Um, and I was able to bounce back by flying uh, just the most ridiculous thing I could. Like, I wasn't even caring about winning. I was just trying to, it, it was putting stress on a single ship. Um, and, but that, that was fun to me. Like, I didn't, I, I stopped caring about, you know, win or lose or how dumb am I looking 
and I was just having some fun. So maybe maybe find that kind of niche list that is just pure fun for you, whatever that would be. All right, let's let's hit our let's hit our last question. Let's let's keep it oh, rolling here. Don't get to say anything. I'm, about so, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll piggyback a little bit off of what Will mentioned. Um, I always opt into whatever you find the most fun or what you're the most comfortable with. If you've recently tried a list because you you netlisted, not a problem netlisting, but it wasn't your didn't feel like home to you just go back to what feels like home right that's always going to end up better than you trying to like try other things and maybe maybe you are maybe you have been flying the list that's felt like home for a long time and you've just been on the really bad kick after a while set that list aside then try new things it's a little bit of back and forth you gotta you gotta have a little bit of new but you always gotta go back to home every once in a while that's how I feel about my droid swarms. I always go back to them, but I have to have a little time away with Hera these days. <laughs> um, but I think one thing that is important is uh, defining what your expectations are. So it does depend, like, if you've done worse than you expected, what did you expect? Did you expect to win it all? Like, that's a lot. That's a huge goal. That's huge. It is it, for any of us, it is hard to win an entire event. You're talking through Swiss to make sure you don't lose by more than most of the time one to be as safe as possible to get in the cut. And then on top of that, you're telling other you're telling yourself you gotta win in a row four to five games through an elimination of the best players that have gone through that event. That is hard. Now that's not an expectation commonly amongst players. I, I don't even expect myself to do that at all, ever. I've always set myself, make the cut, everything past that is gravy, right? So it, it depends on your expectations. Maybe as someone who, like Marcel mentioned, is trying to get better at the game and has this, has the same type of set as me. All you want to do is make the cut because you're, 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 you're delivering yourself that bar. Well, is that an expectation that you should have at your experience in the game? It's not bad to, to set that goal, but maybe depending on what you're flying if you're not used to it yet but you really want to learn how to play it or it's a new meta with new stuff and it's a lot of new experiences that you haven't had yet say like Hera and Disciplined people who are more experienced in the game are more apt to know those interactions and either against them or using them against you you know it, it depends on the, the, the scenery that you're in in terms of who's around you and who you're playing against you you might end up with the highest strength of schedule you faced will marcel me and then you just went and then, and then even in like someone in in owen three or or one and two at the time in between playing will and marcel and then like you play someone else and it ends up being someone who's submarine two and you're just like i can't catch a break i'm facing like tough opponents back to back to back to back to back i never even get a buy or something like that right you never get a break some things are circumstantial, but I think it's always valuable to look at your expectations and do they feel right to you? Do you need to reassess them? Again, have goals, but the more realistic they are, the more you can meet those expectations and build off of that and increase those expectations and goal setting. 
I mean, that's that's the whole idea behind my concept of of Flight Club, right? I know that we just wrapped it up, but it's that idea of trying to find where you are, and once you know where you are, it's easier to to figure out the goals, and that it's something that'll continue to evolve in in, in GSP events. Um, but but you know, find find your bar. Where 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 are you? And then you make you make the expectations from there. Because yeah, I, I do think most of the time most people shoot too high. I know people are like, oh, you know, have high expectations. Yes, yes, of course. That idea is good, but you got to be careful how you, uh, how how those expectations could affect could affect you emotionally. All right. Well, let's let's hit our last question here. Who who will? Is it your turn to read a question? I will take it. Uh, Fallen seven oh seven. Uh, who I think is joining us in the chat uh, says, if you woke up one morning and your vehicle was replaced with a Star Wars ship, what would it be? Well, uh, my 90s Ford uh, Econo line. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, oh, wait. Now I'm blanking out. It's not an Econo line. So, quick question before you go there. Would you, are, are we saying no. our actual car or our dream car i mean it's whatever you i mean if i'm gonna do it the car that's parked in my driveway which now for some reason i am blanking out man what am i even thinking about it must be late <laughs> we'll, because we'll, i like, do not know outside. the name of my van I'm, I'm gonna go to my van i'll be right back <laughs> now, what is it's a centaurus i know that <laughs> i don't i forget the model now though i think it's a con line no they're not a con lines I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I have a big 90s van, uh, so I would imagine it would turn itself into uh, the YV666. Uh, big, spacious, uh, but mostly utility. Not quite the luxury of, you know, the, the 1300 or the, uh, the VCX. Um, but, uh, it's, yeah, I'm going with, uh, I would imagine... It would be YV six six six. What about what about what about you, Marcel? Oh God! Um, so I drive an Alfa Romeo. Uh, it's it's kind of a um, it has it, it's got it's it's a sports car, but it's it's got a back seat, so it's not like a Corvette sports car. It's Italian, uh, same makers, so the engine that make the Ferrari. Good. Uh, so it's got a be fast but it's also got to have a crew carrier so i'm trying to think like what would be um oh that's the hawk man is it the, uh, the hawk is not fast come oh, what for forward boost come on for forward boost. <laughs> would, you be, would you be a lancer class see it's kind Probably. of big but yeah it's not that big though it's a, the lancer is like a big big base that would like the lancer would be like a like like a dodge you know like the hemi with um yeah um i, I think i Lord. think the answer is some type of variant of an a-wing with a pilot seat yeah i think it's either or a wing or um i think a fang i think a fang fighter probably make, makes makes the most sense so that, that that's what i would go brian so i currently have a chevy cruise hatchback so it's like a little extra space. We're not an SUV van territory. So I like kind of similar one like crew or gunner slot or something. Um, 
but not like Marcel's fast car, though. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, uh, almost like nothing from Empire would make sense. I feel like I, I'm, I might take the Hawk. Utility to the hatchback. A lot of potential things to maybe change around or move as necessary. Sure, I'll take a Hawk. For, for myself, I drive a, uh, a Toyota Corolla. Just bland, plain. It's an X-Wing. That's what it is. It's just, it just does. It's just, what does it do? It drives. That's all. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Or U-Wing. Actually, yeah, that's probably more uh, a better, better uh, connection there. All right. That's a great question. Absolutely great question. I, I think I think after this, guys, what we think is is now um like a dream well, your, your dream like if 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 your dream vehicle what would it be we could take maybe hit that one next week or something all right well uh this this week has been great uh, but besides the fact that i can't talk but <laughs> so i guess not but you know what i mean uh great discussions today um hopefully things are back to normal i'm hoping by wednesday like the thing is like i could make myself talk normal it just hurts a lot <laughs> to do it so um Hopefully everybody had a good time today. I know it's a little bit of a weird podcast, Dion ASMR version over here. Uh, but thank you to to the team for for having my back, and uh, hopefully we have an awesome, uh, awesome, awesome week. Be smart, be safe. We'll see you on Wednesday for Gold Squadron Flight Club Weekly. Gold Squadron out. Thank you to ISO, Danko, Baffle, Trojan. Prophet, Shadow, Tycho, Spice, Raider, and Lancer, our Grand Admiral patrons, and all of our Gold Squadron patrons and community members. Thank you so much for your support. Gold Squadron out.